Hi guys, my name is Angela. Welcome to a new episode of my podcast, Heal Thy Feminine. Here's where I discuss the importance of connecting to and healing your inner girl in order to embody healthy femininity. So welcome back, welcome back. Um, So today we will be talking about the topic is called Attached to Love. And in this episode, I will briefly discuss um, the attachment styles. And then I will talk mostly about one attachment style, which the majority of people, definitely women, and definitely women who are in our wounded feminine energy, or maybe even our wounded masculine energy, um, kind of display this one attachment style over the others. But someone, a woman who is in our wounded masculine could also display any of the other ones. But generally, women who are in their wounded femininity display one. So let's get into the topic. So today I'm talking about the attachment styles. So if you are familiar with psychology or relationship um, counseling or anything like that, I'm sure you have heard the term a, a term attachment style or attachment styles since there is more than one. Um, there are four attachment styles. One is a healthy attachment style and the other three are what they would call unhealthy attachment styles. So let's get right into it. I'm going to give you guys a slight, small spiel definition of them. And then I'm going to get into the meat and potatoes of this topic. So the first insecure attachment is called anxious preoccupied. Now, anxious preoccupied individuals are those who have anxiety when it comes to romantic relationships. They have um, a fear of abandonment in their inner girl, inner boys. Um, They have a fear of, of being rejected. Um, but mostly it's a fear of abandonment. That's the main fear is there's this deep, deep fear that people are going to leave me. They're never going to stay. And then it causes them to do what they can to try to control the outcome to make sure that this person stays. So in some instances can make people who have this attachment style very manipulative. Even though they are trying to be manipulative, they can be because they try to do whatever they can to keep the other person involved with them. Now there are different layers to this. There could be slight anxious preoccupiedness all the way to intense. Um and some and everyone who has this attachment um Everyone who has this attachment style falls somewhere along this spectrum, right? So they have this deep, deep fear of abandonment. Um, They need validation from their partner, um, maybe more than others may, maybe more than securely attached individuals will need it. Um, They seem to seek it out often, constantly. Um, they need constant communication. 
um, which goes into validation and they need to they want someone to validate their feelings and feel as intensely as they feel um, they also kind of feel like each relationship is very very important and they seem to pedalize their partners um, they're they can be people pleasers um, they can also be people who have a hard time giving their partners space um, they kind of always want to be around them or know what's going on in their lives um, and they tend to be codependent sometimes um, and they are just very very quote-unquote attached to their partner and their happiness comes directly from their partner they're very good at knowing the moods of their partner so anytime their partner seems slightly off their fear of abandonment kicks in and they kind of you know react to that and it happens in different ways depending on situation but sometimes they may text a lot call a lot want to be with the person want to talk it out um, want to know what's going on demanding to know what's going on um different things like that so that's anxious preoccupied now we're going to go to the dismissive avoidant which is the next insecure attachment style. So dismissive and avoidance are pretty much the complete opposite of pre um, anxious preoccupied individuals. And a fun fact is that anxious preoccupied and dismissive avoidant individuals generally attract each other because at the, at the core of it, they have very similar wounds. So the dismissive avoidant also has a fear of abandonment um, but they also have the fear very much of rejection of someone they don't feel worthy um, of love really and they don't feel like when someone really gets to know them that that person is going to accept them for who they are they believe that once this person gets to know me they're not going to like it and they're going to leave so and they tend to protect themselves by putting up walls not letting people in they're very mistrustful of people um they don't share they keep a lot of things to themselves keep a lot of things hidden they don't communicate properly with their spouses sometimes they can be very heavily involved and and keep themselves distracted by their work they could probably be workaholics um they can be people who don't show any emotions have a hard time expressing emotions um, have a hard time committing to relationships and sometimes they may not even be um, like to be sexually involved with people um, beyond maybe once or twice in order to make sure that no connection is built so they dismissive avoidance are very 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 likely to participate in a lot of one night stands or very very short interactions with people that last a very short short amount of time maybe couple dates a couple weeks maybe a couple months at the most and then they kind of move on as soon as things start to get a little deep they have this deep sense of vulnerability i'm sorry they have this deep fear of vulnerability and which happens over time as you spend more and more time with people and share spaces and 
things like that. So they generally run from that type of interaction. They want a relationship. They want love. But because of different, because of the way they're, they're built, they aren't able to let it in because they don't feel worthy of it. Um, and they don't trust it, really. They don't really trust it. They don't think that it's real or that it's going to stay. So the next um, insecure attachment style is the fearful avoidant. So the fearful avoidant is a mixture of both the dismissive avoidant and the anxious preoccupied. Um, so this is probably the, I don't want to use the word worse, but um, it is the probably not the best it's the, well not probably it definitely isn't the best one but it could be the most um heartbreaking one it can be the most um soul crushing one because it's it's kind of like being having two personalities right and you kind of don't have control over which personality is going to pop up it depends on the trigger so fear for avoiding individuals display dismissive avoidance at times when they're when maybe they're with an anxious preoccupied person they can be dismissive avoidant they could be the person that's withdrawing um the person that's kind of detached the person that's not expressive the person that needs space but on the other times if they're with an avoidant then they can take on the anxious preoccupied side of it where they need constant validation they need they need you to always check in you need to respond to text very quickly um they always need that reassurance that you're not going to leave them so depending on the trigger either one of those personalities can come out and i feel like the word that i really came to mind instead of worst one i want to say the most exhausting one i believe that fearful FAs are the most exhausted out of them because they are dealing with two different identities that kind of fight each other subconsciously. Now, all of these attachment styles are subconscious. Consciously, we all want to let in love. We all want the love of our lives. We all feel that we're open to love. We meet a new person. We feel like, okay, I'm ready to give this a chance. I'm ready to be open. But it's not about what's going on in our conscious mind. It's about what's going on in our subconscious. And what's going on in our subconscious is what has been rooted in us from childhood. So all three of these, um, these um, insecure attachment styles come from some type of childhood trauma. Whether you were abandoned as a child whether you were um you took on heavy responsibilities as a child whether your mother or father or caretaker um abused you in some way whether that's mental mental abuse physical abuse sexual abuse um that um whether you this word called demeshed which means that maybe you had a helicopter parent or caretaker um, or they and or they used you for their emotional needs. Kind of like sometimes there's this thing out there where it's believed that single mothers, sometimes they use their sons as a substitute man or boyfriend, husband, whatever. So their, their son kind of 
um, before he can really understand emotions and understand his own emotions, he has to take responsibility of his adult caretakers emotions and it can be kind of traumatizing because you don't really know how you feel because you don't get the chance to feel it because you are constantly being fed someone else's feelings and kind of being responsible or at least being responsible for soothing that person other times it could be that when you did display emotions as a child you were told oh boys don't cry get up it didn't hurt that bad oh if you want to cry i'm gonna give you something to cry about um i bet not see you shed a tear um just not invalid just um yeah not validating your emotions um if you were hurt or you got your feelings hurt um downplaying them oh you're exaggerating oh it, it, that's nothing oh you know you you should be thankful that you have this or that those type of situations where you felt one way but you weren't allowed to feel that way you were told that you were wrong for feeling that way so those are the type of especially that one that kind of really leads to people having an avoidance as they get older avoiding attachment then the last one is the secure attachment with is the um, healthily attached so securely attached individuals are able to give and receive love in a healthy manner um, they are able to express themselves properly. Um, they are able to be open and vulnerable with their partners. Um, they're able, they have no issues with committing um, in a healthy manner. Um, they have no issue with conflict. Oh, that's something that the dismissive avoidant also has an issue with. They cannot handle conflict. They tend to run away. Um, those are dismissive avoidance are avoidant are also the individuals that are very likely to be the one to ghost. So if you've ever gotten ghosted by someone, more than likely there were a they were or are a dismissive able avoided. <coughs> Excuse me. So back to the secure individuals. So they're able to handle conflict in a healthy manner. Um they are able to show love in a healthy manner, be affectionate. They tend to take a healthy amount of space and can can communicate that they need space. Um, they're able to allow the other person to be themselves. They don't have this need to control the outcome a lot of the times. So generally, these people are the people who are usually not single, at least if they are, it is definitely by choice. Um, but these are generally people that are taken, married, things like that. Um, now, I'm not saying that everyone that is taken or married has a healthy attachment because obviously that isn't true. There are plenty of people who are in unhealthy, insecurely attached marriages and relationships. But I'm saying that if a person is secure, they generally are not single. Obviously, not everyone. But generally, they're not the single people. And also, when they are in relationships, you can generally tell um, because they will have very healthy relationships. They communicate with each other. Um, they show adequate affection. They um, are um, show concern, thoughtfulness towards each other. There's no sense of control or manipulation. Um, there's no neediness or withdrawal or clinginess codependence you know there's a, there's a healthy interdependence between the two 
Um, so those are the attachment styles. Now, what I'm going to talk about is one attachment for the remainder of this episode, and that is anxious preoccupied. Now, I'm going to talk about anxious preoccupied because that is the one that I am most familiar with. Um, I definitely have anxious preoccupied and I don't think your attachment style really ever all the way goes away but I think you can be pretty healed to the point that you can get very close to being a securely attached individual but I don't I never really feel like and this is just my personal opinion but I don't never feel like healing is 100% I think that there is always more and more and more room for growth until we die um so I have come a long ways with this attachment style. I started my journey about, really started it. I, I believe I, I said something in the last episode, but in the summer of 2022, I really started my journey with healing my own inner girl and taking it very, very seriously. So um, I... So I began my journey really seriously last summer and I really had to take a step back and realize why do I keep having the same experiences with men and relationships, even though I have, I think I've said this in many, many episodes, but why do I have these same experiences all these years, right, with men? But I know so much on how to handle them, how to deal with them. But I kind of feel like I have no free will in the way I react to them when it comes to, you know, my how I handle situations. I become very anxious in love. Um, I become very uh, needing needing a validation. And when I took when I finally realized that it's a different face, but it's the same exact issue over and over and over and over again it helped me to realize that there is something inside of me that keeps getting projected to the men that I'm dating so this is the thing and I don't know if I said this um, but generally anxious preoccupied individuals attract of dismissive avoid individuals dismissive avoiding individuals attract anxious preoccupied individuals and this is because we have the same woundings or similar woundings but they're just kind of reversed and that's exactly what a mirror is right like when you look into a mirror your left side when you put up your left hand in the mirror, it's going to show as your right side in the mirror, right? So it's the same hand though, but it's reversed. So anxious, so I'm just going to give them initials. So anxious, preoccup- anxious preoccupied <laughs> will be AP. Dismissive avoidant will be DA. Fearful avoidant will be FA. And securely attached will just say SA. But I probably won't use those other ones too much because I'm going to just be talking about AP, anxious, preoccupied, and mostly DA because they're complementary. So with the AP and the DA, they have the same woundings, right? Like they both have a fear of rejection. 
They both have a fear of abandonment. They both um, don't feel that love is safe. Um, They both have had childhoods where they didn't get their needs um, met or their feelings validated. Um, They had childhoods where they grew up feeling less than low confidence in themselves and they're seeking it in some way outside excuse me they're seeking it some way outside of themselves so for the da they generally seek it by being successful and hard working and so they get people's validation that way by their um, outward achievements generally the ap generally gets um, validation by trying to get um love like get um and maybe it's not love because I feel with insecure attachments, it's not love. It's not love that we are after because we don't really know what love is. Um, but it's this, this, it's this validation of I'm worthy. And you feel worthy because someone else is making you feel that way by being with you, by validating you, by doting on you by giving you attention um by letting you know they're not going to abandon you and maybe in other ways maybe they're giving you security Um, maybe they're making you look better and things like that so these two individuals generally attract each other because this is a thing that i've said about relationships and if i have not i'm going to say it now relationships are not about vacations they're not about nice dinners or date night or sex or even being in love or you know um not being lonely or things like that the the the, the things that the ego the human part of us think that they're about or even having children and things like that what relationships really are about is about helping each other evolve and grow and grow spiritually and and to heal to heal so ap's and da's attract each other because they they are they don't know this because the egos of them keep when when they get triggered subconsciously the ego is like i don't it's them they're the problem I, i i need to find someone else but what they don't understand is that each person they find is going to present the same lesson to them because this is the thing about life and I'm pretty sure a lot of you can uh, validate this for yourselves is that when there's a lesson that life God what the universe whoever you identify with wants to teach you something best believe that lesson is going to keep reappearing in a different face in a different body but it's not going to go away until we learn the lessons and that's something that I learned about a year and a half ago is that the answer is not to move on to somebody else now I'm not saying you should stay in situations that you don't find healthy for you or you don't see the um benefit of it anymore of course move on but I'm telling you that moving on is not going to solve the problem it's not going to solve the wounds it's not going to heal the wounds it's not going to erase the trauma 
It's not. What is going to erase the trauma is realizing that that person is mirroring back to you what is going on inside of you. And what is going on inside of you is this childhood trauma that is trapped in your subconscious mind, also known as your inner girl or your inner boy, if you're a man listening to this. And the inner girl, the inner boy, the inner child, we'll just say that to make it genderless. Um, the inner child is trying to rectify the love, attention, and connection it did not receive as a child. So what it does is it keeps attracting people to you that treated you the same way that your caretakers treated you so that it can finally prove to itself by those people validating them that it is worthy it is worthy of love but in that way on the other side of that coin it is also trying to heal that wound through those other people because it wants you to put the mirror up to that trauma and say okay I have dated John, James, Mark, Luke. I've dated Jamal. I've dated Trevor. And each of them have not been committed, committal towards me. Or I, maybe I said they were too needy or emotional. Or I ghosted all of them. Or, you know, I would end up sending paragraphs upon paragraphs. Right? And... The reason that this is, is because you, in order to receive love, in order to receive anything, there has to be space, right? Like if you're pouring, for example, if you pour yourself a glass of wine, you would not pour yourself a glass of wine in a, in, if the glass was full of water or coffee or juice. Right, You would only pour the wine in that particular glass if it was empty, right? Because if you mix it with water or coffee or juice, it's going to not be wine, one. It's not going to taste the same. And it more than likely is not going to be pleasant. So that's the thing about these unhealthy attachment, particularly AP, is that... As APs, we're kind of what they call love addicts, right? We want love. We really, really want love. But we're not able to get it because we don't have the space to receive it. And what's taking up space in our wine glass is the childhood trauma we went through. And the and because of that, we don't know what real love is. And because the, the self-esteem is so low, because our view of ourselves is so low, we also do not love ourselves. So there's two parts to attracting healthy love. One, loving yourself. And two, eradicating the trauma within your inner child, the childhood trauma within your inner child. When you do those two things, you create an open vessel for real genuine love to flow into. Right? So APs and DAs, they come into each other lives subconsciously because they really want to help each other heal. They want to help each other heal. But the human part of them don't understand that. And so when they get triggered, 
they think of the other person as their enemy instead of actually a helpmate to help them relieve the trauma that is lodged within their subconscious. What really needs to happen is that we need to say, okay, this person isn't texting me back in what I feel like is a reasonable amount of manner, um, reasonable amount of time. This person is not emotional. They are very detached. They seem emotionally unavailable. Or maybe they seem too emotional. Maybe they send me three and four or five paragraph text messages. Maybe they always want to know where I'm at on the dismissive avoidance side, looking out. There is something within me that resonates with that. Right? So this could go back to when you were a child, your mother always was a helicopter over you. Or she always poured her heart out to you and it made you uncomfortable and so as an adult you're still uncomfortable with other people's emotions and you become a DA or you wanted love and attention but as a child you never got it you were ignored or you were sexually abused or physically abused and your inner girl is crying out for love and to feel like I'm worthy I'm valuable I matter so we we attract these people because if we didn't attract people into our lives we would never really see ourselves we would never see these issues within ourselves and some people never see the issues they always point their fingers but some people are lucky enough to become more evolved and those are the lucky people to realize that it's me who needs to change first like michael jackson said i'm changing the man in the mirror and that's really what we need to do so as APs, what 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 I've learned on my journey as an AP is that it's very, 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 very important that we pay attention to the things that trigger us. The times that we feel anxious in love, the times that that our chest feels like it's ripping open and we feel panicky. Because this person ghosted us or they haven't responded in a day or, you know, we want to chase them and we want to people please and we want to show them why they should choose us and we want to use our sexuality or we want to control the outcome in some other type of way. Right. So when those things happen, we really need to take a moment to sit with ourselves and say, what is this moment trying to teach me? What is the lesson here? And the lesson could just be that I don't need this person to make me feel worthy. I don't need this person to validate my emotions. I can validate my own emotions. If I feel happy today, yay, I feel happy today. If I feel sad, I feel sad. Own it, sit with it. If this person isn't giving me attention, affection, I turn my attention away from them, not towards them, not trying to force them to give me more love, to give me more attention, not trying to um, throw temper tantrums, you know, trying to control their where they're at, their locations and things like that, trying to make them check in. The thing about life is that you just have to let it go. You just have to let it go. 
You just have to let things be. The more you run after something or someone, the more you try to force someone to be with you or you try to show them why you're worthy of their time and their affection, the more they feel turned off by you, the more they want to run away. What you need to realize is that you are valuable. You are important. You matter. It doesn't matter if someone chooses you or not. God didn't put you on this planet to be chosen by one particular person or many individuals. God put you on this earth so that you can recognize your own divinity, your own light within. To see just how valuable you are. That of all the people that could have been in your place as far as maybe... What if another egg, a sperm, fertilized the egg? But no, the particular sperm fertilized that particular egg and it created you. You're an individual. We're all unique. We're all worthy. We're all deserving. We're all good enough. And this is something that the AP needs to realize. And it's something that I really have finally started to realize in my own life. Is that it doesn't matter if someone chooses you or not. You're still valuable. You're still important. And you still matter. And when you do these things. When you really, really do these things. Not temporarily do these things. Because if you do them on the surface. You may get slightly good results. Because I know. Because I'm speaking from experience. I've done this. Where I've done surface level work on this where on the surface i may have stopped chasing the person or i stopped um you know looking at their social media or um whatever but on the inside i was still very anxious i was still like hoping and praying they would text me that they would reach out that they would ask me to go out see that type of stuff never works and it never lasts long and it may get you some slight results in relationships and it did for me but that inner girl is gonna come up to the surface and she's gonna throw a tantrum and she's gonna act out because you haven't given her the self-love that she needs you haven't helped her to work through the trauma that she went through or that you both went through when you were that age that she remains to be. Because when trauma, it never grows up. It never grows up out of you. It stays the age that you were when you were traumatized. So let's, for example, say you were sexually abused at six years old. And that was the most traumatic thing that happened to you. Your inner girl is stuck at six years old. I guarantee you she's stuck with that trauma. Because it never was processed. It was never worked through. It was never... Um, it was never loved upon and so there's this high misconception that time heals wounds time does not heal not one wound I'm going to tell you that right now time is not going to heal not one of your wounds all it's going to do is allow it to fester fester, fester, fester and it's going to get worse over time Um, emotional wounds are not like physical wounds they get worse over time and emotion and physical wounds get worse over time too, depending on how drastic they are. Now, if it's just a little scrape, okay, yeah, 
an hour a day, you'll be fine. But if it's like surgery or something like that, you need a couple weeks, you know, to heal. And if you don't do the proper maintenance on that wound, it could get worse. You get an infection and things like that. It could even risk losing your life. So it depends on the severity of the wound. So same thing with the childhood. Like now I believe that everyone on this earth has had some level of trauma, but we've all had it in different degrees. And some people have had trauma to the degree that it didn't really affect them too much. And it was a slight trauma, like maybe your father missed one of your basketball games or something like that. And they gave you a good enough explanation and they made it a point to try and beat every other game. So you you kind of work through that and it's not like that life altering. But for people who have been sexually assaulted as a child, that completely changes your childhood. Because in effect, you are no longer a child, but you are still in a child's body. But you just had a very adult grown up experience that you don't know how your, your child um, brain does not know how to process it. And so it it shuts down, it, it feels shame, it feels guilt, it feels sadness, it feels depression. And all of these emotions in a child who does not have a fully developed frontal lobe is very devastating. And as you grow older, no, it's not going to get better. No, it's not going to heal on its own. It's going to continue to fester and fester and it's going to project out onto every person that you have a relationship with, particularly your romantic relationships, because that is where we see our wounds the most is in romance relationship because that is where we give the most of ourselves in. that's where we um put the most effort into that's where we're the most vulnerable with our romantic partners so in those relationships you see this you see up to the mirror that i keep attracting this dynamic right there's a pattern here and the pattern is due to the trauma that has never been healed with an inner child. And we have to prioritize healing. Ladies, there's a lot of talk about femininity out in this world. And believe me, I was one of those people that preached femininity. But I feel like femininity, the topic has become very toxic. I feel like it's not really about femininity anymore, but it's about selling um, transactional relationships and it's about um it's very like transactional it's very um based it's very like better words it's very gutter it's very gutter it's like femininity is about energy it's about being authentic it's about being who you are but a lot of most of these femininity coaches now are really selling it to you women um, under the guise of like being escorts or whatever or like being very selfish in love or being very toxic or being manipulative and those type of tells you a lot about their personal inner wounds um, because a person who teaches you how to get over on men to get what you want leave them things like that has a lot of healing that they need to do with them. Um, and that's where a lot of these, you know, maybe they were abused and they felt helpless. And so now they've come to the point where I'm not going to let nobody make me feel helpless again. I'm going to take advantage before I get taken advantage of. Toxic thinking. 
broken thinking, damaged thinking. Inner girl needs to be healed. And this podcast is all about the fact that you cannot embody healthy femininity with an unhealed inner girl, with toxicity in your inner girl, with damagedness in your inner girl, with hate, resentment, malice within your inner girl. You can't be feminine with those things, with with guilt, with shame within your inner girl. Those things have to be healed in order to really be feminine and attract a healthy love. Now, some people say, well, what if they don't want love? What if they just want it back? And okay, yeah, cool. But the thing is, is there's a reason why they don't want love. There's a reason why they just want money, material items, because they are afraid of love because love is not safe. So they feel like, let me get something that cannot leave me. Fear of abandonment. There's different ways that we display our fear of abandonment. But money cannot leave you unless you spend it or lose it or give it away, right? But a person can leave you for any number of reasons at any time. It it can feel unsafe too, especially if you have a fear of abandonment. So in my opinion, the people that say, oh, well, they're not looking for love. They just want a bag. Well, that's why, because they're unhealed. It's not healthy to want love. I'm sorry, to not want love. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting material items. Of course not. But if you're trying to replace that with love, then there is something wrong with that. Okay. So, what we need to do as women, and this is what I said, I'm taking y'all on my journey with me, is we need to realize that you are enough with or without a man. You are enough whether you're chosen or not chosen. You are enough whether you're fat or skinny, whether you're poor or you got money, whether you are a mother or childless, whether you can go on a vacation every month or you can only go on a vacation once a month and maybe it's only to Vegas or Miami. You you ain't got a passport. You're still enough. You're still worthy of love. You're still worthy of a healthy connection. You're still worthy of a healthy connection. Let me say that again. You're still worthy of a healthy connection. Okay? You're worthy of a healthy connection. Not just a connection, but a healthy one where the man is loving on you. He is affectionate. He is spending time with you. He's communicating properly he's prioritizing you when he can't prioritize you he again he's communicating he's pursuing you in a healthy way things are progressing in a healthy way they're not too fast they're not too slow they're progressing healthily you have reasonable timelines in your relationship you know things like that we as a woman you have to really get down to i deserve that I deserve that connection. I deserve that love. I deserve that love. And so, ladies, especially my anxious, preoccupied ladies, which is generally the ladies that have wounded femininity, uh, who are wounded in their in their femininity is wounded. Generally, you are anxious, preoccupied. You could also be dismissive, avoidant, or fearful, avoidant too. But I I would say, and this is not a statistic that I can validate, but I would just say from my personal observation, 
that I believe that it's probably 90% of women who have wounded uh, femininity are anxious preoccupied. Because anxious preoccupied person is in their feminine energy because you're very emotional. And emotions is a feminine thing. You're very emotional. You're very um, in tune with um, how you, you're very in tune with other people and, you know, things like that. And that's feminine, but it's wounded because you don't express in a healthy way. You throw temper tantrums, you act codependent, you send paragraphs and essay text messages when you don't get your way. Um, you don't know how to give your partner space. You feel insecure when your partner wants space. You get jealous easily. Um, you think you own the person for some reason. Even if you're married to them, you do not own them. Um, things like that. You don't know how to go with the flow. This is a big problem that I've had. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I've had that. Now I'm a recovering person from that. I, I no longer have that issue. But I used to have that issue really bad going with the flow. I always felt like, okay, I like this person. They they check this box off. Okay, let's move this thing along. Always backfired. Always backfired. Finally learned my lesson that, you know what, Angela? You got to let it flow. And it's not even about letting the man lead. It's just about letting the connection flow. If there is going to be a connection if you are meant to be with this person, then you have to let it flow. You have to give yourself room to really see this person for who they are. And you can't do that if you're trying to move things along, if you're trying to control the outcome. So that's something that I, that I learned. Um, and so this, this is all I want to say for this episode, really, because... Um, I'm not trying to make this episode super, super long. Um, it's already at 45 minutes. But what I want you guys, ladies, to do for me, and I'm just going to end the topic here, but I'm going to ask you all, this is 2023, and I'm going to ask you to make it your goal. Make it your goal this year. I am not going to chase in 2023. I want you to repeat that over and over again to yourself i am not going to chase in 2023 i am not going to chase in 2023 all right ladies all right so i hope you enjoyed this episode if you um are interested you can find my book 21 days to feminine magnetism on amazon this is a book about femininity and how to get wiped up now even though this book is about that journey I still want you to understand that none of this will really, really, really work if you have not healed your inner girl. So the book is the outward tactics that will get you there. But if the inner work isn't done, then you're not going to go. You're going to go nowhere fast. All right. So have a good rest of your day and thank you so much for your support. Bye bye.